Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Roy. And we are the Knights of Entertainment, a podcast covering your favorite and unknown movies, games, comic books, anime, and more weekly. We appreciate you being here and hope you enjoy the show. Tonight we are going to have a lot of fun. So, yep. but we are. This is our uh, for our pilot for uh, Cozy Nights. Let's see if you guys like it. A little bit of uh, interesting uh, stuff that uh, I enjoy. Minus the end, not safe for work stuff. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's start off with the first segment of the night. It is called Weird News. Basically, the artist, uh, I don't really like, uh, like normal news is normal news, right? Everyone watches the news. You got to keep updated and understand what's going on in the world. But sometimes you want to hear something weird and odd and fun and maybe not so like uh, depressing, like the stuff that happens on news lately. So uh, I went through and found a few stuff that's uh, just a little bit lighthearted. One of them is a little bit creepy, so buckle up. So this one happened on Thursday. I guess this is, uh, this is from Sky News, so it's a British because they do the dates differently. It says Thursday, 7, December 2023. Uh, Venice, tourists flip gondola after refusing to take a selfie or to stop taking selfies. So basically, this gondolier was taking these tourists uh, on the uh, Rio, de, uh, Rio de la Verna, uh, Rio de la Ver- Rio de la Verona, sorry, uh, near the uh, near La Finis uh, Opera House. And uh, he's like uh, going under a bridge and he's telling them, hey, you need to take your phones, uh, stop taking selfies and distribute yourselves so that we can make this turn or whatever was going on. They didn't listen. So when he hits the fuck, uh, the bridge, sorry, I'm trying to cuss, he hits the bridge, they capsize over into cold water instantly. So, uh, and the gunner is a hero, by the way. He, he, he helped one get out of the water die, and dove back in for the other uh, tourist. So he's like, he's a goddamn hero. And no one was hurt, thankfully. So there you go. Just a fun little light story. Well, this one also happened on Thursday, 7th, December 2023. In, uh, uh, this is, I'm Hispanic. I'm Mexican. And you're going to find out how t- un-Mexican I am when I try to pronounce this Mexican city. Uh, in uh, Merida, Mexico. <laughs> Uh, a, a swarm of locusts was uh, sighted uh, over the city. A very rare, uh, very rare sighting, and uh, people are freaked out that it's an omen. So, if the ten plagues are coming, we'll find out in a few days, I guess. This was like three days ago. So, <laughs> all right. Last uh, news for the weird news. Uh, by the way, if you have a, a arachnophobia, I suggest you skip ahead. Uh, so, Colin Blake and his wife—they're from uh, Northumberland, and for their thirty-fifth anniversary, they decided to go on a cruise. Um, during one of the nights, uh, the boat docked at, uh, Marseille, south of France, and they decided to spend the evening taking in the sights. And, uh, throughout the night, uh, Colin realized that one of his toes had suddenly swollen up and turned purple. And, uh, his wife's like, oh, maybe it's your new sandals are rubbing against your toe and it's causing an irritation. And so the next morning, he goes to the doctor, uh, the onboard doctor on the, on the, on the cruise, and he's like, the doctor's like, no, uh, you got bitten by a Peruvian wolf spider. And she laid eggs in your toe. And uh, he cuts the toe open and all these eggs fall out. So uh, after the vacation, uh, Colin goes to the hospital. The doctors give, me, get him, give him antibiotics and done and done. He goes about his life. But then four weeks later, he notices, some, he notices something weird. He goes back to the hospital. They, uh, they have a look and they realize one of the eggs hatched and was trying to eat its way out of his toe. So... Uh, that's it for weird news. What do you think? <laughs> that's, that's terrifying. I know, right? It was the weirdest one I found. It was horrifying. Oh, my God. Yeah, because it turned out Peruvian wolf spiders, they like to hitch a ride on uh, on cruise ship, on uh, cargo ships. Mm-hmm. So they end up in France or anywhere in the world, basically. And they just happen to run into Colin. I've never heard of a spider doing that, though. Man, go figure. Laying eggs in you? Yeah, like how long was he sitting? T- was he sitting down? What, how long did it take to just like the, the spider just like one egg at a time? Bam, bam, bam. You know what I mean? Like fifty eggs in his foot. I mean, I, I've heard of other things. Like uh, one of the creepiest things I've heard is that um, when a, if a, there's a roach mm-hmm. and it goes into your ear, which apparently does happen to some people. Some man, <laughs> thanks a lot for that. <laughs> They can't. They can't turn around, and they can't back up. They better back up. So they start eating. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, just eating through your brain, huh? Eating into your eardrum. That's quite a way to go. Go deaf from a roach. Buffet, I guess a buffet. 
And, and the only way to uh, get rid of it is drowning in alcohol. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> like uh, rubbing alcohol? Man. Yeah. Well, guys, I hope you or, or mineral oil. Mineral oil. Mm-hmm. I better remember that. That would oh, that would be painful. Ima- imagine the it'd be painful too. Like you would really start feeling it. Yeah. And then you have to go to the doctor or whatever for them to tweeze it out. Yeah. And then if they light eggs. Well, hopefully by that. Well, if it starts eating, you'll know it's in there. Uh, imagine the pain, though. Yeah. I mean, this guy had no idea. That. And he spent the whole night at the at the in Marseille, so he didn't even go till the next morning. So that that spider was just like 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 a hundred eggs in there and dipped out. But how? That's a weird thing. I don't know. They must be tiny. I mean, I've heard of um, I've heard of flies doing that. Maybe it wasn't that many. Maybe. Cause like it described like they 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 came pouring out, but it maybe was just exaggerated. Maybe like three or four, you know. Seems plausible. Is that like a hundred? I didn't think that they could even lay eggs in something like that. Though, I mean, was he knocked the fuck out? Did he get fucked up and then who knows? Fall asleep. Well, I mean, they're probably drunk. Yeah, I'm saying. And my toes look strong. Well, he's from Northumberland, so he's been this British accent. <laughs> who knows? That is the news for the day. It's crazy. Now you're afraid of cockroaches and uh, spiders. If you weren't, well, you're always a bit afraid of spiders. Spiders are just creepy in general. <laughs> I think it's a natural uh, human evolutionary defense to not like spiders. Uh, uh, spiders or snakes. Yeah, because they killed all our ancestors a lot. That's why whenever somebody uh, has a, either one of those as a pet, they're ostracized. Yeah, well, I don't know what <laughs> evolutionary trait you lost. <laughs> All right, so we move on to uh, the cozy kitchen, because if I, there's anything in this world that's universally loved, hands down, it's food and drink. No one can no one can complain about food and drink. They can if they don't like the food, but everyone loves it. You know what I mean? It's not like a movie, a TV show, a book, uh, uh, politics. It is universally beloved. Everybody loves something. That's... Everyone loves something to eat. Yeah. So we start with, uh, do you enjoy gin? Then I have the perfect place for you. Alice Bar in Singapore, they boast one of the most diverse gin selections in the entire world. 1,300 varieties. 13? Over. Over 1,300 varieties. Damn. So uh, I say you buy yourself a ticket and get your drink on if you like gin. I know where I'm sitting, my brother. (laughs) Now we move on to, um, this one uh, for some reason involves Elvis Presley, the, uh, The Fool's Gold Loaf. Was uh, it was created uh, by a Denver-based restaurant, the Colorado Mine Company, which has been so far, uh, it's closed down since then. It consists of <clears throat> a single warmed, hollowed-out loaf of bread filled with the contents of one jar of creepy, uh, creamy peanut butter, one jar of grape jelly, one pound of bacon, and uh, it, it it's uh, eight thousand calories. Didn't Elvis eat like two of those a day? Here's the story that's connected to the king. Apparently, allegedly, he went one day to that restaurant and bought one and liked it so much that uh, he remembered it. And like a few years later or a few months later, whatever, he really wanted one. So he got on his jet from Graceland, flew out to Denver, bought 22 of them. Bear in mind, this was, they were forty nine ninety five a piece back in 1976. Then he, him and his buddies flew all the way back to Graceland and ate all 22 of them in two hours. Good God, I knew Elvis was a fat <laughs> fuck, but damn. There you go. <laughs> Elvis enjoyed him some delicious food. No wonder he died on the shitty. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that's the legend, but he didn't actually die on a toilet. I'm going to research that too. <laughs> that would be the worst way to go. Majesty dying on his throne. And so while we're in the kitchen, I figured instead of just talking about food, we'd try some ourselves. So I bought me some uh, food from Japan with no English translations whatsoever. <laughs> M- mistake on my part. <laughs> and I figured we'd uh, we'd pull one out and give it a taste and see what it's like. Sure. Let's see what we got. A bag of chips, I'm guessing. Or cookies. Or Cheez-Its, maybe. It's got a little frog on the. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, those are. You know what these are? Shrimp. Yeah. Every everything's in Japanese. <laughs> Not one word in English. Well, let's give it a try. 
Oh, the little, uh... Oh, they're pretty much just like uh, cheese puffs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> aftertaste. Oh, there's the aftertaste. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, no, quite. It's like like sour cream at the end. I know what these are. These are good though. You like them? Mm -hmm. All right, that's our uh, kitchen for. That's our trip to the kitchen for today. <laughs> we'll see you guys on the next cozy kitchen. And now we move on to the next segment. Um, curiosities of the world. Uh, if you're like me, you enjoy, um, because nowadays everything's like mass produced. You can have like one of like a thousand, you know, like one item in thousand uh, duplicates. Mm -hmm. I've always enjoyed like interesting objects or, or like stuff off the beaten path. Like people, when people go to uh, Paris, they want to see the Eiffel Tower. I'd rather go see the catacombs under underground and get lost and eaten by a, a zombie or something. Something out of the ordinary. So uh, uh, if you uh, if you like uh, light shows, I mean, like, if you love, like, thunderstorms, I mean, where we live, we don't, because they usually equate to a horrendous natural disaster coming. But uh, if you love uh, lightning shows, then I, I have a great place for you. It's uh, Lake... Oh, boy. Mara Kayabo. Uh, yeah, Lake Mara Kayabo in Venezuela. It's as best as I can pronounce it. It is called the Kata uh, uh, Tumbo Lightning. Uh, it usually goes over and around the lake. Uh, it means House of Thunder in the language of the Bali people, or the Bari people, sorry. And it occurs about <laughs> the Bali people. Sorry, the Bari. <laughs> and it occurs 140 to 160 nights a year, uh, nine hours per day, while lightning flashes uh, 16 to 40 times per minute. So it is a truly magnificent lightning storm over the lake. You can just sit. You don't have to worry about any uh, extra storm to it. Like you get, you'll be in the edge, right? And just watch it over the landscape. It's beautiful. We should go someday. Uh, we should be, and, uh, you should, and you should probably try to catch it as soon as you can because uh, flash fre frequency changes throughout the year. Like uh, there was none between January and March of uh, 2010 because of a drought. So it might be gone forever one day. All right, now we move on to. I lost my page. How do you, you guys know how this is the pilot? <laughs> this is how you tell. <laughs> um, awesome history. Yes, I lost the page to history. <laughs> as much as history has been lost to eons, because no one writes it down, I lost mine. I had a good one though. Let me look it up again. Look, we lost the Library of Alexandria. Yeah, we sure got. Uh, taken back several thousand years and went to the dark ages <laughs> i guess it did precipitate the dark ages didn't it <laughs> so we are going to be discussing the uh oof uh erfurt it's german i'm sorry erfurt erfurt latrine disaster uh it occurred on the 26th july 1184 during the reign of king henry the uh sixth king of germany later holy roman emperor so it happened due to, uh, there was a feud between this guy named uh, Landgrove, Louis III of, oh boy, Thuringia, Thuringia, and uh, Arch, uh, Archbishop Conrad of Mainz. They were having a really heated dispute uh, over something. It doesn't say what, what. It was a feud, and it got so intense that the king had to intervene. So he called them all to um, uh, Erfurt. Uh, at the to uh, meet in a meeting for at the uh, Petersburg Citadel, and he invited any any other uh, other noble in the country if they wanted to come, they could show up too. So of course, you know, the king invites you somewhere, you're all going to show up. They get to the citadel, they they pile in on the 26th, and uh, they're all standing around the building, and the wooden floor is old and weak, so it collapses, and all of them fall into the cellar, uh, where the feces is at. <laughs> 60 dead nobles <laughs> many many drowned in human excrement or they suffocated from the the, the fumes of uh, decomposed waste uh, the lucky ones got crushed to the death immediately oh gosh uh king uh king henry survived because he was standing on a uh, a stone a stone he was standing on a stone floor 
He's like, damn. He's like, damn. He must have been like, ah, oh, damn. Could you imagine? Oh, you know I was the plan from the beginning. <laughs> it's funny you say that because it says here, uh, 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 no matter where you go, it said it's something. It's hilarious. Oh, it, it's gone. <laughs> it said something. Yeah, accidental. Because <laughs> it says perpet perpetrator was Henry the uh, Henry the Sixth. It's accidental. <laughs> like I'm not bad. I didn't know. <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> It's funny that uh, Louis the Third survived. I don't know if uh, Archibald Conrad. <laughs> so I guess technically the feud was to, you know, settle. Yeah. Which one of them drowned? Uh, imagine drowning in shit. <laughs> Probably throwing up too. <laughs> and not just like normal human waste. Because uh, think about it. Our sewer system. <laughs> that one got me. <laughs> uh, I just realized like I got a pile of shit. Going down your throat. Yeah, and they didn't have cleaners back then. Oh man, you know, like, like think about it now. We flush through our sewer system not just toilet waste, but also like shower water stuff like that. So it's constantly other things. Like it still stinks, but it's not just permeating there, making it a, a monster on the ground. I bet you something grabbed it at the bottom and just yanked it down. <laughs> The monster turd. Yeah, just some sewage monster just grabbed everybody. It ate half of them, <laughs> and they just they just uh, covered it up <laughs> in the history books. There's just a shit monster underneath the St. Petersburg Citadel. It must be purified yearly. <laughs> it must be appeased, <laughs> else we have another accident like long before. <laughs> oh God, I'm I'm feeling <laughs> sick now. <laughs> From the start, it wasn't as bad when I was reading it by myself, but thinking about it, just like just a like a mouthful of shit, yep. <laughs> and then vomit on top of that because you know they were throwing up. Exactly, we're throwing up on each other. Imagine and, and not just tasting it, inhaling it. Some of them died from the fumes. Some of them died just from the fumes, just from the shit. Like they probably didn't. They, they were probably like on top of someone else, right? Yeah. And they just choked on like the shits. <laughs> Like the game Last of Us, just choking on spores. <laughs> Only in shit fumes and shit particles. They have to, the, uh, King Henry must have been like, damn, well, time to get me out of here. Because it's like, the cover his nose. It's like, nope, not for me. And so that he got out of there as fast as he could, out of the whole city. <laughs> like, well, I gotta go. <laughs> the whole city smelled like shit for days. Quite the story to tell your kids. Oh, God. Imagine being that person that that's your legacy. Where it's like you're the heir to one of these noble people. It's like, oh, yeah, like, my, da my daddy died in a pile of shit. <laughs> that would suck so bad. Like, Im imagine that though, where it's like, uh, you get the, you get the letter in the mail from the king, like your daddy dead. <laughs> he died in a pile of shit. <laughs> my condolences. Because <laughs> most it's like, did he die in war? No, he died fighting for his life though. Yeah, he sure fucking dead. <laughs> Fighting with every ounce he had to claw his way out of that fucking shit storm. Literal. Oh man, sixty people died. God, we don't have people die like that. This is really no. We don't know uh, the porta potty companies. They keep their death secret. Do it. <laughs> I'm kidding. You poor dude. I'm just, I'm just sharing random bullshit. <laughs> I've, I've been to a porta potty once. And uh, just that turd looking right back at you. <laughs> like, there's nowhere to go. It's just sitting right on top of everything else. So imagine an entire room like that. The whole cellar was full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> imagine how much there was for them to drown in it. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> A fucking Olympic-sized pool of shit. <laughs> it was nice. That, that church must have <laughs> fucking stank. Go going in for Sunday mass, be like, "Oh Lord, <laughs> open the windows, <laughs> Jesus, please." <laughs> Jesus can't say that. <laughs> the, the, the bishop, like God, left his place a long time ago. <laughs> God is dead here. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right, guys, that's it for Cozy Nights. <laughs> a little pilot. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, I'll add segments. I'll take segments away. I'll uh, put segments on cool, you know, uh, so they don't get overdone. You know, I'm, I'm still working on it. If you like it, we'll keep going. Cozy Nights.
What were you, you know, make you laugh a little, make you learn a little. <laughs> make you vomit a little. <laughs> it make you terrified of spiders. Oh, especially spiders. <laughs> uh, so, we sign off with uh, be good to each other, be safe out there. Signing off. <laughs> All right, what do we have in Urban Dictionary today? All right, I guess we're just going to wing this. <laughs> I forgot to add them. <laughs> I got a few. How many do you want? You want all of them? I want all of the Urban Dictionary. Imagine if I do get through this one. <laughs> like, there's no more words. We're done with the words. What? Let's see. Put them in a picture because I'm tired of writing down. <laughs> see, that's first world problem right there. <laughs> I forget how uh, how uh how I am. How the you know the type of person I am. <laughs> For some of the pictures I've got for no reason. <laughs> All right. We we start with uh, eight ball. I'll let you finish drinking before you spit back in my face. Eight ball. So we're not talking about meth here? I wish. Eight ball is a game where you try to fit uh, eight testicles in your mouth at once. Oh, my God. Man, John loves playing eight ball. Did you see how good Sydney was at eight ball last night? There's always like a sentence like after the bottom of the definition. My my thought is just the logistics of that. I'm assuming they're like uh, uh, four people. Well, I mean, like if they're separated from the body, maybe like they're just swallowing bull balls, <laughs> like a chipmunk. Because <laughs> logistically, it's impossible. That's what I was gonna say. It's like let me ass and dick everywhere. <laughs> this was uploaded from Nim uh, Nim Nam, uh, July twenty third, twenty nineteen. All right, let's see what else we got here. We got the uh, the Philly tuxedo. You ever heard of that? No. <laughs> a combination of sweatpants, a t-shirt, slash jersey of one Philly sports team and a hat of another team. Example, Eagles jersey with a Phillies hat. Okay, so uh, I, I don't want to give us canceled really fast, so I can't say <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got that was by Hey Lawrence. How how you been, man? November twenty twenty three. This is for just to himself though. It's like, hey Lawrence, how you been? Maybe he's looking for some guy named Lawrence. <laughs> uh, we got uh, a Hamio. It's a one of many movies with a cameo by actor John Hamm. A Hamio? Yeah, instead of a cameo. Yeah. Uh, uh, I see. My uh, I was already assuming it was going to get really bad. <laughs> This was by uh, Jesus F. Tr uh, Trotsky, April 5th, tw 2011. And uh, what else we got? Uh, that, for some reason. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, here we go. Uh, cobbing. Oh, boy. The male version of vabbing. Uh, when a guy wants to attract uh, partners but wants to go all natural. You misspelled that. No, you didn't. Yeah, you did. No, you didn't. Or has no money, they will take a bit of their pre cum and use it like a cologne. Uh, let's use their natural pheromones to attract the sexual party. What the hell? They must have been watching uh, There's Something About Mary. Where she used cum as a hair gel. Like, <laughs> no, it was some dude that just had to come up with a reason why he, he jizzed on himself. That's all that is. Just like his, his like his cheeks all crusty <laughs> by the accident because he hit. Oh, or yeah, I just um, you know. Like I imagine, like he was jacking off, he came, hit himself, he was exhausted from work, passed out, woke up, just a crust on his eyeball, or something, and they saw him at work. Like, what the hell happened to you? Oh, I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm coughing, coughing. <laughs> yeah, this was by Geckman on uh, May 15, twenty three. Very recent. That's very recent. <clears throat> uh, this one's a Danish expression called fly fucking. Not as bad as you think. A fly fucking look. My head. <laughs> it can get pretty bad, what, what I'm thinking. Fly fucking is when a person cares about small, silly details that don't really matter in general. So just a, an asshole, basically. Yeah. It's like, does it matter, bro? Does it matter? Basically, what you know what I mean? Yeah. We all know those people. This was by Fantas8 on April 13th, 2007. Damn you, ready? Okay. A uh, suitcase pimp. Yeah. Uh, in the porn industry, a suitcase pimp is an unemployed boyfriend slash husband of a porn star who takes care of the details of the star's personal and or business affairs. 
So, so, in other words, a cuck. A kick. <laughs> just broke as hell. Just watching his girl just get railed. Get just, just trained all the time and tear rolling down his eye. <laughs> I just gotta get that PlayStation 5 there. So, in other words, Will Smith. He's not a cuck. He's just a poor man who's suffered indignities <laughs> by a succubus. I don't understand why he's still, you know what? It's none of my business. <laughs> One of my business. <laughs> you know, it's the sad thing is, is like 99% of people even agree. Like, you know how everybody's divided on most things? That's yeah. one thing where everybody is like telling her, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop telling this man's business. Like, It'd be like, you're chilling, right? And like, you're you're standing in line and Jada comes up behind you. And she's like, you know, I'm in love with Tupac, right? And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> What? That's that's what she does. Like she just randomly pops up and gives you information you that not... you don't ask for. You're just like, huh? Like Tupac had, had alopecia. Like like you like, what? Like you uh you go up to the the Will Smith Manor to drop some food off because you're a DoorDash. You just <laughs> she just opens the door and she's like, I don't Will and I have been separated for six years. And I'm like, it's 1957. The way. I didn't I didn't ask. <laughs> I didn't ask. Please don't tell. Uh, you ever tried the uh, the Vinsel challenge? It's uh, five shots in twenty minutes. Is it that oh, five? Is that good or I don't know? I'm not much of a drinker. It's not even that hard. Okay, well it's five shots in twenty minutes. It's me, bitches. One March seventh, twenty eleven. <laughs> I guess I know who it is. <laughs> Look, it's me, bitch. <laughs> it's Brandy Batch. <laughs> Five, five shots in 20 minutes isn't that difficult. I know alcohols, like, uh, alcoholics that can drink like 30. <laughs> Damn. Almost kill themselves with alcohol poisoning. Man, it killed me yet. It won't kill me now. <laughs> Start knocking them back. Exactly. Let me see what else I can find. I should have been more prepared. And they, they expect it from you. It's fine. <laughs> uh, what is this? Cletus Cockmaster. What? <laughs> Let's find out. Together. Uh, when a girl takes a man's cock, uh, a man's dick and squeezes it between her nose and her upper lip. Okay. <laughs> that does not sound appeasing or anything. That's just like a goofy little. Uh, she pretends she's got a mustache with your penis, I guess. I, I, I guess trying to do a selfie. Like duck face with a dick in your <laughs> Weird. Duck face alone's annoying to watch. <laughs> Mostly whatever it's uh, one of those kind of women where they get the lip fillers and they do it. It's like, bitch, that is so stupid looking. <laughs> All right, let's do one more. <laughs> Make it slap. Uh, when uh, when people are fucking and it makes a clapping sound when the guy's pelvis hits the girl's ass. So it's normal. Just clapping cheeks. Yeah, that's all it is. You ever, you ever, you ever play Dark Souls? You'll, you'll learn a lot about clapping cheeks. <laughs> when you try to survive every second of that game. <laughs> and you're the one getting... <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. Believe me. There's actually an achievement in, in Dark Souls where you die for the first time. And it's only like 92% complete. Really? So there's people that just don't die. Weird. That is very surprising. Let's end up with this one. Fop. Fop is a fat old pussy. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> At least that one fits. This is perfect. <laughs> well, not perfect, but... Old pussy's good pussy. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> My lips are chapped as fuck. <laughs> this from the old pussy. <laughs> Heat and dry pussy. It's like all the moisture. It's all the moisture from my lips. <laughs> it left you a crest. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> my lips are pretty fucked up, though. <laughs> all right. Um, this is going to be uh, part two of our recap from last week. Oh, yeah. Blue uh, Blue Exorcist. Yeah. Uh, finishing up this one for you. Uh, we are on episode 13. Um we are? I thought we were up on six. Oh. I thought we only had half of them. We did. Okay. Half of them was 12. Holy shit. There 24 of them? 25 episodes. Damn. <laughs> it's a lot longer than you <laughs> think. <laughs> the things that people don't realize. So, 
starting off with uh, episode 13. Uh, title of it is Proof. So we have uh, Shura has been a former apprentice of Shiro, uh, imposed as one of Ren's classmates because she was tasked to investigate his connection with Satan. Shiro has requested that Shura, a girl with some, some big titties, <laughs> she got some big titties. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, she's, uh, Shiro has asked Shura to look after Ren. He could have picked great names. Shiro. Back to back. Shiro being uh, Ren's... Smaller uh, baller. Shiro trying to figure them both out. Yeah. Shiro is the uh, the priest. The older priest that had died from Satan. Okay. So uh, Ren's uh, foster father asked this uh, girl Shura to look after him. Should anything happen to him? Uh, with orders to kill him if his connection is proven true, she is divided between fulfilling her duty and keeping Shiro's request. Her doubts are cleared when she discovers that Rin loved Shiro as, a fa as his father, and Shiro was actually raising him as a son, not a weapon against Satan. So that's the entire thing for episode 13. We go into episode 14 called A Fun Camping Trip. And that's kind of your thing. <laughs> Was big oh, handsy headmasters. <laughs> With a big titty girl. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so at the start of the summer vacation, the class must take a three-day drill. Rin remembers Shiro and is happy he uh, has finally found his friends. Like, he's actually not, uh, it's not just him and his brother talking anymore. He's actually found people that he gets along with. Cool. The class must find peg lanterns hidden in the forest and return with them. Rin, Shime, R uh, Ryuji, and Rinzo, and uh, Konakamaru find one of the peg lanterns, a demon that consumes living things, like moths and stuff like that. Like It it, um, it eats other demons that are smaller, basically, <laughs> that fly into it. Damn. And, and work together to transport it across the bridge. Uh, so basically, uh, the, the lantern can come to life, and actually, if it's not fed enough, it'll come to life. Hmm. The plan goes awry when Ren accidentally destroys the bridge and awakens a uh, Chuchi, an insect demon. So a moth demon, basically. We go into episode 15 called Act of Kindness. Ryuji saves Rin from the Chuchi, displaying a strong friendship between them. The students return to camp, which is attacked by Amaimon, the uh, brother that I showed you in the last episode, where uh, he's got like green hair, stuff like that. The one that's like the top hat, that one's brother? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and his behemoth, Familiar. Amaimon forces Rin to fight again. They've already fought once. He's forcing them to fight again. Uh, and uh, Ryuji, Konakamaru, and Rinzo try to help but are defeated. Having no other way to protect his friends, Rin is forced to reveal his secret. He easily overpowers Amaimon but quickly loses control and goes on a rampage, cracking Kurikara in the process. So then we go into episode 16 called The Wager. Uh, Arthur Augusta Angel, the paladin of this world basically mm -hmm. that's directly under the pope like he's the number one warrior basically for this church uh captures Rin and brings him before the vatican where mephisto is placed on trial for treason Rin's friends offer to help except for konakamaru who is too afraid to do so the group travels to a temple in kyoto to fix Rin's cracked sword where yukio and ryuji are plunged into uh, doubt by mara the statue demons and tell them to kill Rin. Basically, they go into this uh, temple with, like, uh, Buddhist statues where they say, kill Rin, kill Rin, because you hear demons. Yeah. Uh, at the Vatican, Mephisto states that the reason for keeping Rin alive is to have him defeat Satan. The trial is interrupted by an enraged Amaimon eager to beat Rin. Because basically, he, of course, a demon that uh, doesn't take very kindly to, to losing a small fight. So he comes back with his uh, behemoth demon one to fight again. Episode 17 is called Temptation. Uh, the Grigori, which is the group that is overseeing the trial, they're kind of like the judges of the Vatican in this world, uh, accepts Mephisto's bet, which is whether Ren will uh, come to defeat Satan or join him. That's Mephisto's bet, is that he'll say. He says that Ren will defeat Satan and not join him. Uh, Ren defeats Amaimon once more, and the Grigori gives him six months to pass the exorcist exam. Ren's friends now have mixed feelings about him after learning of his relationship with Satan. Shura gives Ren his first training assignment to learn to control his flames. So this big, uh, big tin girl, <laughs> her first task 
is basically to try to teach Rin how to use his blue flames. Because his blue flames can actually kill demons. So he's trying to, she's trying to get him to, um, instead of only activating his flames whenever he's enraged or like trying to, trying to defend somebody, to actually physically control flames to where you don't burn your friends and stuff like that instead of just constantly on fire. Uh, Konakamaru is haunted by uh, a Gufu, a crow demon that preys on fear of rain. Izumo and Ren are then attacked by that de same demon. So basically, uh, a demon uh, takes advantage of Konakamaru being extremely afraid of Ren at this point and uses that darkness to possess him. Uh, episode 18 is called Gale. Uh, the Gufu is, uh, has possessed Konakamaru, is convinced, and uh, has convinced him to kill Ren. Jesus. Yeah. So. You know what you should do? Hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Knowing Konakamaru is possessed, Ren attacks him, going for the Gufu, but this creates a misunderstanding with his friends. Shura locates a portal to an abandoned laboratory in a forest. Ryuji witnesses Konakamaru succumbing to the Gufu. Ren slays the Gufu and saves his life, so basically he has learned at this point to at least control his flames enough to destroy what he's wanting to destroy and not hurt other things that are around. Ashamed of causing so much trouble, Konakamaru decides to leave the academy, but Ren convinces him to stay, which helps him reconcile with the others. Episode 19 is called An Ordinary Day. The Esquires, which uh, I know you hated the name of, where it's <laughs> X-Wires. X-Wires? Mm -hmm. But they're called the Esquires. Oh, yeah. Uh, decide to throw a surprise party for Izumo. After Izumo finds out... Oh, yeah, the X-Men ripoffs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember now. <laughs> uh, however, Azumo finds out and says that the party should also be dedicated to those whose birthdays have already passed. The friends then include those whose birthdays are yet to come. In the end, the party becomes a celebration to everyone's birthdays and friendship. Yukio confides in Shime that he does not really know his or Ren's true birthday, since Shiro told them it was December 27th, but that was the day he met them orphaned. So he, whenever he uh, he found them in in the forest, basically. Just picked whatever day he found them? Yeah, that's their birthday. Uh, Yukio then receives a call for help. Yo, move, yo, move. <laughs> revealing that their monastery that uh, they left earlier in episode two, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, it's been attacked at this point. So they not empty? There's still people there? Yeah, like the... the I thought it was closed down when that guy died. No, 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 like the, the normal, like, uh, monks and, like, I guess, no. not monks, but other priests, mm -hmm. they're still there. Uh, episode 20 is called Mask. The brothers discover that their monastery was attacked by a masked man whose objective is to kill Satan's relatives. Yukio tranquilizes Ren to keep him from going after the man, upsetting Shura, who feels the move was unlike him. She motivates Ren to control his flames at this point even more, so that way he gains even more control over him. Ryuji, Konikamaru, and Renzo are held hostage by the masked man, and Mephisto is arrested by Arthur for unauthorized biological research. When did it become a science fiction series? Like, Mephisto is, like, fucking crazy. He's Looney Tune. <laughs> like, he does some weird shit that nobody's expecting ever. Like, whatever you expect him to do in the series, he does something even just out of the ordinary. Uh, and, of course, he's arrested by the paladin, Arthur. Rin manages to control his flames, saving his friends. The culprit flees, and Shua realizes that it is a woman who is Newhouse's wife. So that's the, the twist, kind of. It's one of the teacher's wife, the, the masked person. Uh, 21 is called The Secret Garden. Yukio meets Ernest Frederick Ejin, uh, who claims to be his grandfather and reveals the truth about his mother, Yuri Ejin, who was killed by the Vatican. Rin and Shura learn that Newhouse's wife, Michelle Newhouse, is dead and is now a reanimated corpse possessed by a spider demon. So the, the teacher's wife was actually killed. <laughs> like, oh, she, damn. And she's possessed by a spider demon. And if you listen to earlier in our podcast, just this time, we, you, it's like a theme today. Spiders. Oh, hey. <laughs> so he's just been banging spider this whole time? Oh, man. That's traumatic. Uh, Michelle is now in Shimei's garden. Arthur comes to slay her, but when Ren risks his life for her, Michelle realizes he is good and uh, dies protecting him. Ernst takes over the True Cossack Order, appointing Yukio as the new paladin. So basically, uh, this guy Ernest uh, Ernst 
Frederick Edgen is claiming to be Rin and Yukio's grandfather. And he basically uh, took over the True Cross order in the Vatican. And he appointed Yukio into Arthur's place. So, like, he just overthrew the entire setup. The whole hierarchy? Pretty much, yeah. And if you want to take a spy, you have to duel him. (laughs) I know, Yukio. Episode 22 is called Demon Hunting. Armed with special weapons, the Esquires take part in a widespread crusade to destroy all demons, even the good ones. And that includes, uh, that, like, that cat that we talked about in the last episode, uh, Kuro. Mm-hmm. They're wanting to even kill Kuro. So even technical demons they're trying to kill. Jeez. Not just the, the ones that are attacking humans and stuff like that. Uh, they start questioning the true, uh, true Cross Order's actions. Yukio is doing it because Ernst claimed it will help destroy Gehenna, the demon world, meaning both Yukio and Ren would be human again. Ren is arrested as Ernst plans to use him as a living sacrifice to open the Gehenna gate. Yukio attempts to intervene, but once his friends reach them, they find that Yukio has demonic powers, which he did not know that he had. He's also awakened them, so he's got the same powers as Ren, basically, since he's the son of Satan as well, Mm -hmm. and he's like the... uh, not, um... Do they have, like, a baseline where they're stronger than normal demons? Yeah. Okay. Since they are the sons of Satan, yeah. like, Ren is strong. Like, even against uh, a Maimon, Ren is stronger. It reminds me of uh, Inuyasha, his yeah. brother, because uh, the wolf demon was, like, the, the OP. Mm-hmm. They've always just been, like, baseline stronger just for no reason. And then when they train, they're even stronger than that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, episode 23 is called Truth. Ernst opens the Gehenna Gate, so he can destroy Gehenna, supposedly, with this, like, nuclear weapon. When Yukio's uh, blood mixes with that of Rin, it awakens his demonic powers. Satan shows Yuri's past to Yukio. So basically, I... His time in Egypt? (laughs) (laughs) That's a pharaoh. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Basically, uh, you have Satan actually trying to communicate with Yukio at this point, trying to give him visions of what the past looked like and stuff like that, and how they uh, came to be born. So, uh, he's giving him the sex toy. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, turns out, uh, Yuri, which is their mother, uh, she was an exorcist who led him to uh, possess her so that uh, he could experience Asia, which is the human world, uh, and became pregnant with the twins at that point. So, it's kind of like uh, the, the Christian uh, myth or Christian philosophy mm-hmm. of the Immaculate Conception, where she didn't have any kind of actual like sexual activity was a virgin but she still birthed jesus same thing in this story only Damn. satan okay so she gave birth to yukio and uh rin but while she was possessed huh enraged ernst ordered her death satan unintentionally caused the blue knight to free yuri who gave birth before dying mephisto and shiro were sent to kill her children but Shiro was unable to do so, adopting them instead. In the present, Satan is possessing Yukio now. Damn. So while he was showing him all these memories and stuff like that, he possessed him. Why do I feel like he's a like Satan's a nice guy? He's not. There's one, isn't there? One anime where like he comes to the world, he tries to be a good person, like he works like some dead end job, he can't make enough money. Oh, the devil is a part timer. Yeah. He works at Whackdonald's. <laughs> struggling in his life. <laughs> but that's not like this. Uh, this okay. This is like, like legit. Satan, Satan. Okay. Not, uh, not, the, not the comedy. Not trying to make ends me. <laughs> Where he's struggling in a little itty bitty apartment. Like he's selling plasma on the weekend. <laughs> and working any kind of part-time extra jobs he can do. God dang. Can't even afford a fucking umbrella. How, so how much did he, like, what, what was the reason for that? Why'd he come to Earth? He had to struggle. Well, he escaped for uh, the devil was a part-timer. He left the other world that he was in uh, because he was getting beaten by those heroes. Uh-huh. He's like, I will return. Where he's like all buff and shit. Yeah. Then he comes into this world. He looks like a little 15-year-old. Jesus. And then he's going to find a job. Because <laughs> there's no magic in our, uh, on Earth, technically. Oh, does he have any abilities or anything? He does, but uh, he's got to sparingly use them. Oh. Because he'll use up all the magic that he has. Sheesh. Is there like? Is it just like, like? Because that's like the the true storytelling. When you you take an ex, extraordinary uh, thing, and you put it in or, ordinary circumstances. Yeah. So does he like fight other monsters and help people, or is he just struggling to pay bills? 
a little of both. Uh, the hero that was supposed to kill him in the other world came to the to Earth as well in that story, where uh, she's also struggling a little bit, but not like to that level. Like she works as a uh, telemarketer. Jesus, he, he is just. But she's got money. Where him, he, he like is broken. <laughs> Yeah, and he works for minimum wage. Yeah, like if, if anyone wants to make a good story, that's the, the, the like the, the what's the <laughs> word I'm looking for? That's the seed to plant. You have to take an, uh, an like make it ordinary with elements of extraordinary. Like Spider-Man is the perfect example. Yeah. He's a superhero, but he can't, he can't all he needs is ramen noodles. <laughs> Give him real struggles in real life that you can relate to, but then have him be extraordinary during the, like fighting the lizard or Dr. Octopus. Yeah. So the devil partner was probably a great story. I I'll cover one of these things. Cool. Just so that way you can hear all Just the broke as fuck. <laughs> but he puts his last like his last money before he gets paid right into the vending machine and he gets stuck in the vending. Like, no. That does not happen yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like he's got uh, one of his uh, what is the story? He's got a uh, a general that comes over with him mm-hmm. at the same time, but they both obviously de-age to where they don't look and have the same abilities that right. they did in the other world where he's in there like going through the coupon and this shit. Oh, fuck. That's some legit. I got to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Couponing. Yeah. And on certain times of the certain week when they they have sales. <laughs> that sounds like the greatest fucking show. And then there's another one where... Uh, he comes over and like there was a a point in it where he was fighting uh, Satan and <laughs> technically that's who it is, but uh, it's Lucifer, uh-huh. which is uh-huh. a little he's like a he's a little angel, but he's got black wings and stuff like that. But he's a uh, otaku where he st- he wants to stay in the room all the time just on a computer because <laughs> he eventually comes over to that world. <laughs> Him too, goddamn, <laughs> and he spends all their money <laughs> on useless shit. Jesus. <laughs> But yeah, I'll cover that sometime for you. <laughs> Go over oh. all the stupidity that goes on. <laughs> uh, all right, continuing uh, episode twenty-four of twenty-five. Uh, Satan spawn is the title. So Ren is a uh, Ren and his friends are defeated by Satan, who's still possessing uh, Yukio at this point, and flee as Satan begins destroying the town, while the other esquires help evacuate the academy. Rin manages to get his brother to re- regain consciousness, though Satan's possession causes him to shoot Rin. Since he still has the gun, he's still got those guns. Fucking gun has he? <laughs> the shock from shooting his brother, the only family he has left, causes Yukio to break through and finally expel Satan from his body, and the brothers reconcile. Does he like fly out, or does he just come out his ass, or what? Uh, it's like flames that just come off of him, basically. Hmm. Uh, episode twenty-five, which is the last episode of the season, is called "Stop Time." Uh, hordes of demons coming through the Gehenna Gate, torturing everyone until the Esquires come up with a plan to open the gate to the Vatican, where it is daytime. Since demons are stronger at night, they're trying to find a way to kind of repel all the demons back. So what they do is there's these doors that they have that um, they link basically to different parts of the world Mm -hmm. where they can just walk through them and it's like the door, like a certain key opens to a certain area and stuff like that. So, like, if you have a master key, you can open up a door to anywhere, basically. But they find, oh, well, it's daylight still at the Vatican, so if we find a way to organize these mirrors, like these giant mirrors, to shine back through it, it kind of creates, like, a, uh, it'll destroy all those lower-level demons and shit coming through, since they can't withstand sunlight. Yeah. So, uh, they reflect the sunlight back to where the Academy is, where it is nighttime to weaken the monsters. Rin and Yukio seize this opportunity and combine their demonic powers, destroying the Gehenna Gate, and uh, basically having the ability to fly at that point. They can fly? They can fly? Yeah, because they, uh, they kind of team up or whatever and destroy the entire Gehenna Gate, everything. And so Satan basically loses his head. Like, damn it, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> One month later, things are back to normal at the True Cross, uh, True Cross Academy, and the twins pay a visit to their mother's grave before returning to their duties as exorcists. And that's how they... Season. So the season ends? Yeah. Nice little end. Not a bad end. They say you had Satan come in and not have, like, that one guy from Inuyasha take, like, 50,000 episodes to meet him. Oh, my God. He had so many. So, so, so he had so many plots. <laughs> I thought it was the Joker. <laughs> like, it, 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 Blue Exorcist is, at least, for the most part, pretty straightforward. Like, it's not a, um, it's not a, like, a Naruto-level, um... Shonen. And Kamaharu, it seemed like. 
<laughs> you kept saying that name. I kept reminding me of the kid from Naruto. <laughs> you know, the one with, like the close, yeah. like close to his name, <laughs> the little kid. Yeah, yeah, the one that bothers the fuck out of Naruto. It's like the grandson of like the Hokage. Yeah, the third Hokage. And, like, everyone's so respectful to him, and Naruto just knocks the shit out of him <laughs> for the fun of it. <laughs> And he also teaches him eventually how to use like Rasengan and stuff like that. And that like that naughty woman uh -huh. jutsu one too. The sexy jutsu. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go over some Reddit now. Okay. Let's let's see what we can we can have on this. <clears throat> These are all retail, by the way. I think freaking airport out there. <laughs> I've been hearing planes all goddamn day. Yeah, we're going to war. It's fine. <laughs> uh, all right, so these are all retail stories. Uh, first one is by uh, No Paleontologist Four Five Four Six. This person puts to the geriatric uh, <laughs> to the geriatric ass Karen who told me to wake up, all because I let out a little yawn. Mind your own damn business and fuck right off, Granny. God dang. It wasn't even an aggressive one. I can't base. yawn anymore. <laughs> I can't even let out a goddamn yawn without some decrepit, miserable lady complaining about it. Customers are wild. Old ones are mean. <laughs> you have experience, so I know. They're just mean for no reason, honestly. Like, it's not my fault you're old. Crab, crabs in a bucket. They try to bring you down a little. Basically, yeah. Like, <laughs> if you try to escape the boiling water, they're going to drag you. Like, we're all dying. Exactly. Uh, next one is by uh, Joxert, or uh, I guess it's Joxert to do. J O X E R T D. Joxert. Close enough. It's first puts. I had a guy come up and lick his thumb and index finger, pick up a gift card, and hand it to me, telling me to put 75 on it. <laughs> Look, I just got over a stomach flu, and I'm not looking ahead to do this again. I tell the guy I'm not touching that and to please put it on the counter with the barcode facing up. He asks me what my problem is, and I tell him that he licked his fingers and touched the card. I'm not wanting to get sick again. He says, really? Then he spit in my face. I scan it and put 75 and hit enter. I ask him to slide it through the card reader to activate it. He does, and asks me if I'm this bitchy with everyone. <laughs> this guy's got jokes. <laughs> I say not really, but I am picky about hygiene and germs. I've gotten sick from this place so many times now. Goes with the territory. I mean, you see people all day. Exactly. And they all get just sick eventually. <laughs> uh, next one is by the Enchanted Pug. Oh, <laughs> If you ever had a pug, that's a damn lie. <laughs> <laughs> with their cross-eyed ass. With their human-like screaming. <laughs> uh, this person puts, uh, your voice doesn't match your face. This lady said this to me at work today. Is she trying to say I'm ugly? And I actually had a customer do that too. Not to me, but like, you ever notice like when you see a person, then they talk, like their voice doesn't match to how they look? Because there was this really tall guy, right? Yeah. And he had a really high voice. And she was like, <laughs> she was pretty much just like ragging all over him. Like, hey, leave that poor man alone. Or you get one of those uh, women that have like a deep fucking voice. It's like, whoa. With a tail pulled in Like, yes, my am. I'm sorry. Uh, next one is by uh, Ekarara59. 59. You should have added another tat. I know. <laughs> oh, they probably did, but they couldn't get it. No, they probably already it's already used. It's for some bits. I work at an artisan chocolate shop. Small biz, two retail locations, website for shipping within the U.S. This is our first year with Shopify. We're having this repeated experience where customers will come into the store or call us and tell us that they want something shipped. We direct them to online uh, order it because we're able to track their package and shipping info and keep our records organized. They throw a fit. And then we have to tell them and uh, spell out everything. Full name, address, credit card number, gift note for us so that an employee can manually enter it and place the order on our website for them. Damn. <laughs> Who goes into a store that has a website for shipping and expects the store employee to enter the order on the website for them? Am I missing something here? In my opinion, it makes most, it makes no sense. But I want to be corrected if I'm wrong. It's like when they want you to call another store for them. Yeah. And ask them for something. I'm like, why don't you just pick up your phone? Just look up for the number and do it yourself. Just do it yourself. Like, I know people are scared to call people now, but, like, 
It's not that hard. Sometimes you just like, don't want to talk to people, I guess. <laughs> uh, next one is by IC459. This person puts, I think this is possibly the dumbest customer I have ever encountered. <laughs> I worked at a shop which sold scratch cards, amongst other things. One shift. That's, on. like, that's your narrative down to a convenience store. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if I'm being honest here. <laughs> I work in the shop and sell. Yeah, well, a convenience store. That's the only one that I can think of. You work in a sit go. It's fine. Uh, one shift, I was on the kiosk. Cigarette, scratch card, customer service counter by myself. Gee, cigarettes, huh? That never is that anymore. Uh, when a middle aged woman comes in looking annoyed, I will be calling her DC as dumb customer. Okay. Me. Hi there. How can I help? Uh, DC is Daniel Cormier. The UFC fighter. <laughs> That'd be even funnier. That's the dumb customer. Like, like she looked she looked just like Daniel <laughs> DC, I need to return these. They're faulty. DC reaches into her handbag and pulls out a her gun and just starts fucking blasting. <laughs> just starts lighting that bitch up. I'm like, oh shit. I'll get, I'll get that right away, man. <laughs> uh, and pulls out. Four of the one euro scratch cards that we sell. One euro. Damn, that really narrows. I didn't even know they had convenience stores in euro. If I'm being honest. I, they always act surprised when they come here for them, so. <laughs> Me. So, scratch cards aren't actually refundable, unfortunately, especially if you've already scratched them. That we see. You're not understanding. I'm returning this. I'm returning them because they're faulty. Me. Losing the will to live. I'm sorry. In what way? DC shows me the back of one of the scratch cards where it says there's a one in four chance of winning. It says there are oh, one in four winners. Let me guess, because if she had four of them, she was certain she was going to win. <laughs> That's what she was getting. <laughs> oh, there's no, way to, there's no way to convince her otherwise. It says here that one in four are winners. I bought four, and I didn't win anything. <laughs> oh, man. Me. Yeah, that's uh, not really how that works. DC, do you know that you're selling products with mislabeled and misleading information? It says here that one in four scratch cards is the winner. I bought four, so that means at least one should be a winner. You mean, yeah, that's what it says, that there's a one in four chance of winning. That doesn't mean that for every four you buy, you're guaranteed to at least win in one. That's just supposed to give you an idea of how likely it will be for you to win. It's like, what, a 25% chance of winning? Yeah, yeah. DC, that isn't made clear. I want my money back. Damn it, woman. What do you want me to tell you? Me. I can't refund scratch cards, unfortunately. DC, we'll swap them for four more new ones. These are you'll, faulty. You'll just lose again. <laughs> you'll be even madder. Me. Scratch cards can't really be faulty. Like I said, it's not a guarantee that you'll win. There's nothing I can do, unfortunately. DC, angrily, I am never shopping here again. I'm going to take these to another shop and return them there since you won't do it. They're not going to return To me. All right. Have a good afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably get you. Whatever you say. I'm so sorry if we lose, lose your patronage, man. <laughs> I don't know how this store will manage <laughs> your robust uh, purchases. It, it, it'll be a, a one in four chance that you'll be right back to the door yet. Yeah? <laughs> uh, next one is by Dessert Fanatic 1225 person puts i had a feeling that she was going to be problematic since she came in demanding stuff like i always want this i want that blah 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 in a pissy tone uh oh not yelling and screaming but still pissy anyways i work at a Krispy cream known for it their hot glazed donuts fresh off the line we had donuts how many in donuts have you fucked sir <laughs> let's be honest here like i'm pretty sure every guy's worked at a donut you're like huh <laughs> as they're coming off the line hot and steaming <laughs> And it has crossed your mind at least once. What if I fuck? If you never thought of that, you're a like, damn liar. You don't do it. You just think about it. But some of them do do it. That's the scary part. Fucking freaks. Uh, hey, Daniel, why are there like all these, there are like 30 destroyed donuts in the back. They just faulty, boss. They can't. I, I, I can't sell them. <laughs> They're just all <laughs> We had donuts coming off of the line at the time, but they were shells, the ones that get filled. She asked if I could fill some of them for her and frost them since they were hot and fresh, and I told her that they needed to cool down first. 
before we fill them or frost them. This is true. We are told to let them cool down for at least 30 minutes. Because obviously the, the frosting is just going to melt if they try to fill them right away. The little burns, uh, burn uh, on my dick is another indicator they should <laughs> let it cool down for a little bit. It's like I have uh, third degree burns. It's like, uh, I always make sure you let it cool down first. <laughs> Take it from experience. That's when she told me, you won't accommodate me because I'm African American. Oh, no, don't please don't do that. <laughs> and demand me to speak to a manager. Karen 101. <laughs> I was so shocked I couldn't even talk. The nerve of some people. I don't get paid enough to put up with abuse and false uh, accusations of racism and discrimination at this point. My dick is too burnt. We have to deal with this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's probably what he was really thinking. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, next one is by Blame Tag. This person puts, customer came to me asking where something was. I told them it was in X department. She then complained about having to walk through the store to get it. Imagine coming into a retail store and having to walk to get your item. God dang. Exact, travesty. Her exact quote was, so I'm going to have to walk through this whole maze to find it. Ma'am, how'd you get here? <laughs> you had to walk through this maze of a city, didn't you? I said, yes. It is located within the story. God forbid she gets there and it's not there. God forbid. <laughs> she wanted me to get it for her, and I said no, obviously, as I'm not a personal shopper. Back in my department, her gaggle walks by loudly talking shit about, it's got to be around here somewhere. Her gaggle, just a gang of women screaming. <laughs> Guess I'll just have, we'll just have to find it ourselves. Just being sarcastic assholes about how hard it is to find something in a, depart in a department store, even after I told them which department it was in and how to find said department. A few minutes later, I get a phone call from the front. Like, literally less than five minutes. A phone call? Oh, no. They want me to bring up an item. It's the thing that the lady was asking for. No idea how she got up there so fast from where I last saw her. <laughs> Once I realize who it's for, I say, no, it's not my job to shop for customers. She has to come to the department and get it herself. Just for a little background, the customer service desk has a bad habit of accepting the sales, uh, <laughs> expecting the sales staff to get stuff for customers who can't be bothered to go get it for themselves, and it felt really good to say no. I then she, made, wasn't, she wasn't disabled or anything, was she? No. They're, well, they're walking around the whole damn store. <laughs> Weird. I then make it a point to walk by the customer service desk, who had called me, with an empty cart. I was collecting go-backs. They were still there, apparently under the impression I was actually bringing it up. <laughs> so I didn't even tell them that he didn't bring his shit up there. I didn't have, what are you talking about? I never caught your car. Exactly. I watched it laugh to myself as they walked back into the store to get the get it for themselves, talking shit about me as they went, making sure it was loud enough for me to hear. I don't care, though. I even stopped by cash lines uh, to get... Sorry, I, I even stopped by cash lanes as they checked out, just so they had to see me more as they checked out the item that they had to go get for themselves. So he's just agging it on even more. I'm very confident that he won't get fired. Oh, no. P.S. I found out later that they were also a dick to the returns department before they ran into me. Damn. So just bitches overall. Uh, next one is by Cosma Lisa. Cosma Lisa? Oh, yeah. This person puts... I just had some old bitty come up behind me and place both my uh, both her hands on my waist. What the? <laughs> I've been touched by customers before. That shit is annoying. <laughs> I jumped back from her in alarm and uh, she said, "It's okay." You <laughs> went on to ask me where our footwear department was. It's not okay. I hate strangers touching me. Period. Yeah. I was so shocked I didn't even think to tell her off. She came up behind him and grabbed his waist almost. Almost threw him off, bent him off. <laughs> it only hurts for a little bit, young man. <laughs> Fucking rageous rap watch he's got on. Ten incher. Jesus. All right, and last one for today is uh, Cricotta. Cricotta. It's an interesting name, and there's no numbers in it. No. And no one ever made all that goddamn combination of words before. Uh, this person puts, I told her a thousand times her online order had not been fulfilled yet, and to please wait until the floor staff fulfilled her order so they can bring it to the front so we could uh, so that we uh, she could collect it. 
She asks uh, me to check and wait for it. My cash register for her order. She asked me to check and wait for it. Okay, whatever. I told her once again, I cannot access it, but I can have a manager let her know when her order is fulfilled so they can bring it to her. Mind you, she already has her first fulfilled order sitting on my counter. I kept trying to hand it to her, but she kept refusing to take it and holding it up the line of people who are starting to get annoyed. So she was waiting for the other order to be fulfilled before she left the counter. <laughs> can I just like wait, like just move no. like two no. steps to the whatever no. stack aside? No. So I can take the rest of these customers before they all come over this red thing and kill me. Because they're always mad at the at the employee and, and never at the person with like 6,000 items. Like it's yep. my fault. Yep. Uh, she was on her phone, distracted and rude the entire time, not listening to any information given to her and asking the same questions over and over. When I finally got her away from my counter so I could do my job, work the cash register, she floated back over to me at one point, showing me her invoice, her invoice for an order fulfillment that did not exist. A combination of impatience and the attention span of a peanut. Why do people think cashiers also practice sorcery? Was I supposed to conjure her newer, unfulfilled internet order from the ether while customers waited in my line to pay for their items? Impatient people should be forced into attention span increasing plus patient training programs before being released into the world. They would die. <laughs> I think they really would. I gotta watch this thing for how long? I gotta do this for what? <laughs> their brains would melt out their ears. Oh, so many people need it, though. They really do need it. Yeah. I can think of a lot of people that actually do need it. <laughs> but that's all I got for Reddit on this segment. Anything else to add before we head out for the evening? Guess that's it. We, we did what we could, people. We're, we're only human. <laughs> and we will see you guys on the next one. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>